but yourself If you ain't on that, won't nothing else help Life, liberty, pursuit of happiness You ain't with that, you probably living like savages Health, wealth, knowledge yourself If you ain't on that, won't nothing else help Life, liberty, pursuit of happiness You ain't with that, you probably living like savages When the mind's right, it shines like From the highest heights to the deepest darkest depths And ignites with delight what up good people welcome to episode 151 of the project brook podcast in these streets we talking all things health all things wealth all things knowledge of self save yourself health and wellness is what this is all about how do we tap into our mind our body and our spirit how do we keep the mind sharp the body clean And how do we stay sensitive to that inner man, that inner wisdom, that inner guidance? I'm your host, Rook the Great. And if you're wondering who the hell told me I'm great, (laughs) I'm wondering who told you that you were not. And how long are you going to keep believing the illusion, the lie, the deception that it was set up for somebody else? Because that's essentially what you're saying. When you can recognize the greatness in others and that makes sense to you. When you can when you can see someone else living this exceptional life and it makes sense to you. You say, yeah, that's what's up. That's dope. But the moment that you consider that you could do just that and or more. It's like, well, you know, I don't really need all that. All that ain't really necessary. You are a liar. You are a liar. And this is why you don't feel good. That lying corrodes you from the inside out. So what's going on, good people? What's going on in the streets? What's going on? Uh, Where are we? Where are you? Because wherever you are is the only place you can be at this exact moment. So it's got to be good enough for now. But if it's not. Or if you feel as though, well, yeah, that's kind of true, but I desire so much more. I feel a calling and a pulling for so much more. Then you got to ask yourself, why don't you feel, why don't you see yourself moving in the direction of what it is that you're after? And I think the biggest mind twist that happens to all of us is we allow our sight we allow the physical appearance of obstacles to discourage us and this is why we fail we're gonna see it happen again you know life is so funny to me because i just don't trip everything is a cycle we repeat we expect things to go up to go down and they do just that nothing new is under the sun We desire more, but yet we doubt. We say we believe in ourselves. We say we have faith, but the moment times get tough, we buckle, we fold, and we doubt. We doubt, and we doubt. So, the question is, how do you stop allowing the sight of obstacles to discourage you? And I was sitting thinking about this, like, okay, what was first step, first step for me, first step for me? And that was getting my body in check. That was the first step for me. I'm not saying it's the only step, 
But that was the first step for me. I gotta clean the vessel. I have to be mindful of what it is that I'm taking in. I cannot, there are certain types of gas that I will not put in my car. I won't. There's certain gas stations I won't get gas from. So how does that make sense? But the vessel that is carrying me, that is supporting me, that is going to be very integral in this in this process of getting me where I'm trying to go, how do I not understand that same simple concept that I have to be mindful of what it is that I'm taking in? Is that and that's still hard for a lot of people. Just the basics. Getting back to the basics, the fundamental things. Nobody should have to tell you that, oh, well, you should be drinking more water than anything else. That's just basic. Nobody should have to tell you that mm, starting the morning off with soda and frate latte hate is what I like to call them. It's about thousand damn calories full, full of sugar. Little sprinkles and all the little caramel. It's probably not the best thing or the best choice to make to start my day off. And then when I do it consistently day after day, or even if I do it three or four days a week, that's probably not the move. These are basic things. These are just basic. We don't need a degree. We don't need to go to school. It's just common sense. How do I take care of the most important thing (laughs) in my life? And your house is your most important thing. This vessel is your most important thing. And so it becomes so much easier to doubt when your firepower is weakened, when your life force is weakened, when a body is weighed down. With constantly having to process things, break down, try to move out things it doesn't quite recognize or is not able to absorb. It's a lot of energy that's expended on that. So it would be common sense to say, let me turn my attention to what will fuel me. What electrifies me? What ignites me? What keeps things moving? I want this body to be like a well-oiled machine. You know there's congestion in the body as the body gets tight. That's all it is telling you. You got congestion and your insides are clogged. There are obstructions on the inside. You can't even bend over and hardly tie your shoe. Why are you so tight? There's no looseness there. The body is about flexibility agility you should be able to move there should be balance there should be flexibility and when those things start to decline that lets you know the well-oiled machine is not well-oiled anymore dehydration at the cellular level so what do you do to avoid Or to stop allowing the obstacle, the sight, the vision, what you think is proof of obstacles discourage you. You got to get the body right. Clean body. 
will move you to a focused mind and an aligned spirit. Start with the body. And everybody want to negotiate. So much time. Do you know, out of all the stories we start hearing about, whether it was Steve Jobs, whether it was, um, what's the guy, uh, Jack Dorsey, Twitter uh, founder, PayPal co-founder, whether it was, um, what's the other, Elon, many others, many others. You In their CEOs, if you follow any of the business world of those who are really thriving and just killing it in their lane, they got a blueprint, right? They don't spend a lot of time. Like there is this routine that is set. They're not every single day waking up trying to figure out what I'm going to eat today. What I'm going to eat tomorrow. Ooh, what I'm going to eat Friday. They find a formula. They understand the importance of the mental Every time that you have to put your attention to focus on something, to think about something, that's energy expended. And they understand that, hey, no matter how talented they are, no matter how gifted they are, no matter how skilled they are, there ain't but so much energy that you can expend on a daily basis. So they lessen the amount of energy and time that's being applied to things that are just not important. Whether it comes down to wearing the same outfits, like okay, I don't want to, I don't want to spend a lot of time trying to figure out, okay, oh, today I want to wear this with this bracelet and these shoes and this whatever. When it comes to food, I think Jack Dorsey says he pretty much fasts all day. He walks to work, or when he was, I don't know, I don't know, he's not the CEO of, of Twitter anymore, but when he was, he would walk to work or bike to work. And food didn't come into, I think he ate like once a day. And that was at the end of the work day, maybe six o'clock. And don't quote me. The details might be a little off. You can look it up. But the point is, now the, the average person will say, well, man, that's crazy. All oh, that's not necessary. And maybe it's not. I'm not saying do what he did. But when you bring the body under subjection and you start eliminating all of the things that we apply to just the physical, we got an obsession with food. If you told yourself, this is what we going to eat, the end. I don't have to think about it every day. There are people literally waking up every day and there is hours. They don't do it consistently, like back to back. It's not consecutively. But if you were to count 10 minutes here, Another 10 minutes here, then scrolling some recipes on, on social media, and then somebody sending them a link. There are hours that are being expended just on trying to figure out what to eat. Now, if you think that makes sense, then by all means. So this is kind of where my problem comes in when people say moderation. No, you got to graduate to being a moderate. You got to graduate you got to qualify yourself for moderation. When your life is chaotic and you don't have any discipline and you have not learned how to control what you put in your mouth and when you put it in, I'm sorry, moderation ain't for you. You don't know shit about moderation. You know why? Because if you did, you would have some control. 
over how you operate and how you interact with food right now already, but you don't. So this idea that, well, I'ma just kind of half-ass it. I'ma do a little and then a this and then, you know, moderate. It's not moderation. It's not. And people trying to moderate like every day. It'd be one thing if you said, okay, boom, I got seven days a week. Five days a week, I am on point. There is no fast food. There is no processed food. There is no soda. I'm going to stick to that. Then on Saturday, or maybe Sunday, maybe the whole weekend, I pretty much give myself time to kind of do whatever. But we ain't doing it. We're trying to moderate every day. Well, if I start off, if I get, you know, I'm going to drink my water, and then it won't be so bad if I had these Hersey kisses. But then I'm going to go and get some Popeye's. But then that ain't that bad because I did have some dried fruit and some nuts at lunch. (laughs) Bruh. Everything you do matters. How you do it matters. And you weaken your mental capacity by allowing all of these things to seep in and take control of you. You are not the master, you are the slave. The food decides, your appetite decides, your thoughts decide when you're going to do, when you're not going to do. And what I'm suggesting to you is that if you have a problem with your physical mind dictating how you feel, when obstacles come up for you and you fall apart, when you see things on the news, you start feeling defeated, I'm telling you at the core, there's some basic things that you can get back to the root of. And number one is your body. I know I've been talking a lot about mind and mind is certainly all, but this is a trinity. This is mind, body, and spirit. And if the body did not matter, then you wouldn't have it. We wouldn't be in it. I don't care how high a person thinks they are spiritually. The idea that the physical is insignificant. It doesn't play a role at all. It doesn't add up. It's not all. It does not supersede. It does not lead, but it plays a role. And so how can you get control over your life? First, you got to get control over what you're putting in your mouth. What are you putting in your mouth? Yeah, and I can hear, I can hear, I hear it coming. I hear it. Well, you know, sometimes, you know, you should just be able to do what and you can at a certain point. At a certain time, it's not about perfection. There are certain times you're going to set out to do certain things and something can come up and bam, you have a moment. That's not what we're talking about. See, that's that part of our tendency to want to half-ass things. I'm going I'm to I'm be in it, but I'm not going to be in it. I'm going to boot lukewarm. I'm dancing. I'm tap dancing in and out. No, you have to get control over what you put in your mouth. And no one can see the connection between something as simple or maybe we see it as something small as controlling your day-to-day interactions with food and what you're taking in. There's a connection to that and even what we've witnessed the last two years. Because when you control your relationship with food, you're going to experience an intense level of agitation. 
The moment you go to say, listen, no, I know, I know at this time after I get off work, I normally go and get this burger and this milkshake and it tastes so good and I get my favorite candy and then I turn my favorite show on and I eat this ice cream and I love it so much. All right. After my stressful day, I'm telling you, I love it. I got it. The moment you say no. It ain't that I can't do that. That's what we got to understand. You can do whatever you want. I can eat whatever I want. Make no mistake about it. I choose to eat what I eat and how I eat and when I eat. I tell myself, I'm telling you, I am neither the mind nor am I the body. I'm Them suckers going to work for me. And if I do have a moment. Well, I'm just like splurt, like, bro, it don't matter the day we going in, right? If I'm on vacation, whatever the case may be, it's be but I'm still in control. It's not because it told me. It's not because it dragged me. It directed me, and I wanted to go another direction, but I allowed myself to be pulled by it. No. It's I know damn well what's going on, and I'm going to allow it because I can. That's the difference. And in the beginning... You cannot try to do that. It doesn't work that way. You have to starve the bitch assness on the inside. You got to choke it. (laughs) You got to cut off the oxygen supply. And how you do that is putting some parameters in place. You should not be having to figure out what you're going to take in every single day. Give yourself guidelines. If there is a water guideline, if you are saying I must have at least 16 ounces, 32 ounces of water before I eat anything, that's the first thing. Or if I say by 12, I don't know. That's what you got to figure out. That's what you got to figure out. The little thing, if you ain't drinking no water, hell, eight ounces is, is good. That's improvement. All we're looking for is improvement. It's not about perfection. But we got to get in control going back to these last two years. Why were people so bothered with the idea? Now, we ain't co-signing none of that whole shit that the government did or that the people allowed them to do by any means. But let's just say something happened and you couldn't go out the way you used to or you couldn't go to your favorite restaurant. Are you saying that that's that's reason enough for you to lose your mind? No. What happened was it grew. It it brought to the surface an extreme amount of agitation for people. And when you ain't used to that, you'll lose your mind. You'll go crazy. You ain't used to disruption. You're not used to discomfort. You're not used to being stirred. So when you're forced to encounter that, you can't handle it, can you? So you shouldn't have to wait until something happens before you discipline yourself. You shouldn't have to wait until the thing, the option is no longer there for you to say no. You should be volunteering to say, I can choose that right now because I'm grown. I got money. I got enough to, to, to indulge in this if I wanted to. Nobody can stop me. I don't answer to anybody. But I'm saying no because I got to make sure I stay in the driver's seat. Of my mind and of my body. And the more I just saw 
yesterday. So we saw the donkey pox. That's what I'm calling it. That was circulating. That was in the news. I guess it's still technically in the news, right? The past two or three weeks. Then I saw yesterday it was some kind of new fever. I don't know. I can't even remember what the, damn, what was it called? I don't know. Doesn't even matter. And I'm just sitting back laughing because it's literally like me watching a play. And I know, I and, and the script is already written. I've already read it. I know how it unfolds. And it will be something after another, after another, after another. And we all going to get exposed to something that will trip us up. I don't care how good you get. If you're really, if you're really serious about growth and development, you're going to come up against something that's going to be able to penetrate you. And, and you're going to have to figure out how do I respond to this? The preparation has to start before the game. <laughs> you can't you can't be going to battle and you're going to wait to start sharpening your blade once you get there. This is why we call this save yourself health and wellness because the average person ain't interested. They'll take 15 different shots before they say, you know what, let me look myself in the mirror. See, these are the things that you got to sit with one-on-one with yourself. This ain't the phone call that you get. Girl, what you doing now? Did you you stick to your so-and-so? No, no, that's not that's not where the real work comes in. This is you. This is you getting up in the morning, looking yourself in the mirror. And the reason you feel disgusted, the reason you start going down this downward slope of, oh, I feel like a loser, my low self-esteem, damn near, you know, I feel like I'm in a depressed state. Why? Because you haven't said and you haven't done, let me say, you haven't done what you said you would do. There is no greater agony than living beneath your potential. See, it's one thing when you don't realize your potential. When you when you lack the awareness, when you don't even you don't even have the consciousness, the conscious awareness that you haven't seen that flash before your eyes of who you could be. Then it doesn't bother you. There are people out there when I'm telling you they wilding and it it, they never even I mean, life just. Boy, they get mopped. And it doesn't really cause them to pause, to say, whoa, I got to do something. This is crazy. I'm more than this. I'm better than this. I'm greater than this. But once you see it, you can't unsee it. Once you feel it, you can't unfeel it. This is the initiation. You are forever changed. Once you hear that word, once you hear that story, once you see that visual, that spirit, sparks that light within you you cannot unsee it you can't go back and so this is what I refer to as the sunken place what you gonna do you either step forward into the unknown you either step forward into the painful you either step forward into the discomfort or you stay stuck looking back this is what you don't realize though you can't go back there's like a It's almost like a clear, I envision it like a clear gate. You can still see, 
the old, you can still smell it. You can, you can even put your tongue out and get somewhat of the taste of it, but you can't go back. But that's just enough to keep you stuck right in that spot. The question is, what is going to take for you to just move forward? And I don't know a person. I don't know a person who gets what it is they're after in life without being disciplined. And I set out, I set out, you know, some years ago to, to disprove this. Cause in my mind, you know, as you start coming into the knowledge and you understand how powerful we are and that we ultimately decide for ourselves how life unfolds in my mind, I'm like, well, who's to say all that's necessary. So that's what I set out to prove. I mean, I, I understood discipline. I didn't necessarily disagree with it. I just felt like, well, maybe, you know, I, you know, I feel like I'm pretty much, I'm kind of like a badass. So what if I ain't got to do all that? I did. And I welcome that. I welcome you to test and see for yourself. Become a practitioner and try it out for yourself. So I did. Just wasn't successful. Because the discipline, you know what discipline means? It means skill. So it's like, Rook, how you trying to be your best mentally, physically, and spiritually, but you don't want skill? That requires skill. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. You're all over the place. Because the one thing that discipline does, it helps to keep you focused. And the more focused you are, the clearer you get. And you know what skill means? Skill means discernment. Ooh. Ooh. It means knowledge. So how you going to win if you ain't right within? It's like, Rook, you working against yourself. Who told you? Just because it didn't necessarily come from you, like you're hearing this and you've been taught this, doesn't mean that it ain't no good in it. Because I say discipline is next to godliness. Skill, knowledge, discernment, the ability to know what I need to be doing and what I don't and then actually doing it. Because see, the discipline is what moves things in place, pushes you to do what needs to be do, whether you feel like it or not. And there is only one way to incorporate discipline. One step at a time, one brick at a time, one day at a time. One thing at a time. Can I do it? Can I do this one thing? All right, boom, day one, I did it. Let me let me let me try another day. Let me let me see if I can get two. All right, what about three? What about four? And that, oof, that's what that's what gets people. Cause you know what that requires? It's gonna require some patience. It's gonna require <sighs> it's going to require some conversations with yourself. It's going to require you to feel what you would normally run away from. The moment you try to work towards whether it's discipline, whether, whether it's challenges, and we're due for a new challenge. Um, what, you, what, become, what you ultimately eliminate is the escape. That's what discipline does. 
That's what challenges do. They remove the escape. There's nowhere to run. You got to sit there with yourself. If you told yourself you're going to walk every day for 10 minutes, doesn't matter what the temperature is. There is no escape. There is no, you know, <laughs> nothing to that. Uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? Uh, I guess escape is it. We're looking for something that will take our attention off what it is that we're running from. And so how I began to really sharpen my mind was I had to get tougher. The world believes that we're going to force people to be good. We're going to force them to be kind. We're going to force them to be better. (laughs) Well, we'll see how that works. We're already seeing how that works. The world believes that we'll just tell other people, don't say those things. We'll tell, we'll tell the world how to adjust, right? Make, make the scenario very good. Make everything to our liking. We don't need anything uncomfortable. We don't need anything that will bother us or stir us up. And that will be the solution. And I'm here to tell you in for a rude awakening. Because that ain't going to happen, Jack. You have to get tougher. And you start to build that fortitude. You start to callous the mind. The more you bring the flesh under subjection. The more you start to direct it and not allow it to direct you. You're going to have to tell that mofo this is what we doing. And then you're going to have to practice it until it comes natural. There is no other way. And this is why it ain't for everybody. I believe it could be, but most people are not willing. If you live a very cush life, how many people just going to sign up for hardships? They're not going to do it. People that work in air conditions all day, they're not going to just voluntarily say, I'm going to make sure I get out in the hot sun and do something. No. If a person grew up in the struggle and now they have access to to pretty much buy whatever they want, for the most part, why am I now going to restrict myself? I'm not going to pull away from the table. I used not to have anything at the table. I had very little. So now you want me to voluntarily say no? No. No. I can't remember who told the story. It might have been Barry White. And he was talking about how, um, and I think towards the end of his life, he was having a lot of health complications. And he just said, listen, I grew up poor. I grew up where, you know, meat was a delicacy. And that was, I think he said it was with his father. And hopefully I'm not misspeaking. I think it was him who was telling this story. His father may have been the only person who got, if there was, if there if they did have meat, that went to pops. So he said once he got rich, it was like, bro, he was eating like steak every day. <laughs> no. Now that I can't. Do you understand the level of discipline that takes for you to know? See, it really does come down to understanding of principles. When I establish a guideline for myself, I don't look at it 
like, oh, I can't. It's that I'm choosing to or I'm choosing not to. I don't see order and standards as slavery. Because I know I'm making it work for me that every time I discipline myself, every time I incorporate habits, they ultimately begin to work for me. So, the question is, what was the question? What was what was we talking about? Why you let, no, you let the sight of obstacles discourage you and this is why you fail. This is why you fail. And I'm saying if you're looking for solutions, if you want to know why, so you can just tell yourself, oh, you need to stop doing that. Oh, you just need to stop doing that. Well, if that worked, you would already address the problem. But you got to help you help you. And you help you help you by strengthening that vessel. By getting serious with yourself. All of us know what to do at the most basic level. Ain't nobody got to tell you that you shouldn't have snacks underneath your bed. That you just, you know, rolling over. Just like ain't nobody got to tell you that. Ain't nobody got to tell you that if you sitting at a desk all day long, it ain't no damn reason that you should be snacking every hour. What you doing? Well, why? You ain't hungry. Why you hungry? Are you hungry? Or is it just a habit? You're so used to having something in your mouth. Like nobody has to tell you that. Nobody has to tell you that. Taking in junk food and fast food on a daily, weekly basis is not going to move you closer to a state of health. Well, rookie depends on, you know, what you get from there. Shut up. See, and, and there's little stuff like that because I, I hear how people speak. And you always got a response. You always got a response to where, well, it ain't exactly got to be like, well, maybe, but in this case... Yes, some things we can speak in general across the board. You know what we're saying. And in, in, in to get sharper in your mind, you got to get that body clean. You got to start getting things moving. We need flow. This is where the energy comes from when you wake up in the morning. And if you're not already experiencing this, I, I truly desire you to experience opening your eyes and feeling alive. Like, baby, yes, let's get it. I want you to feel what that feels like. But you got to be moving somewhere. People that are not excited about life only see, they don't see a, 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 a way forward. No. All they see is where I am now and where I've been. And neither of those is to their satisfaction. So they're unhappy. You're either going to be drawn, the future is going to pull you, or the past is going to drag you. One or the other. Help you help you by getting in control of this thing. Checking yourself. Time passes. That's what it does. People are looking at the calendar like, oh, my God, I can't believe it's January. No, what is this? June. It was just January. I can't believe it's June. Time going to pass either way. If I told you it's going to take you five years to be where you want to be in your health, in your body, like just five years, 
how does that sound? When you when when you hear that, how does that sound to you? It don't sound good, do it? Cause all you can see is what you what you lose in that process. All you can see is how long it's gonna take. Oh my God, all the work. Damn, I ain't gonna be able to do this. Damn, I can't do. And all you would need to do is shift your perspective and see all of what you would gain. You're going to know that you shifted another level when you move out of, I think you go through three phases. I think one phase is you kicking and screaming. Your spirit is, is asking for something more and you are fighting and resisting it and you kicking and screaming. I think you move out of that phase and you go into this phase of, okay, all right, I'm the one. And you struggle and you fighting through. And you, all right, I, I do it because I got to do it. I'm going to try to fight through this thing. But I'm going to tell you where the sweet spot is. All of the spots are good. Wherever you are is where you are now. Like We don't despise any stage of life that we're in. But when you get to that that level, that third level, where you ain't fighting through, right? You saying, is that all you got? I'm the one. I'm stepping forward. Is that all you got? Take your best shot, sucker. Keep it coming. Because you see and you now understand you have the wisdom to know what those experiences have birthed out of you. Those first two stages you've now, it's on record. What has been birthed, the character that has been birthed out of that, the discipline that's, had, that's been birthed out of that, the power, the self-confidence, the surety that has been birthed out of that. And so now in that last stage, you like, baby, I need it. I look for it. Because I know what comes out of it. I know what I gain out of that. And now there is a state of gratitude. I'm not miserable about the hardships. I'm not miserable about disciplining myself. Because I know what comes out of it. And it's a benefit to me. It's a gift to me. And for that, I can do nothing but give thanks. And now you in the flow. Now you in what we call heaven, baby. You in the flow. The world can't hurt you no more. The world can't penetrate you anymore. Oh, challenges can come up, absolutely. But it can't pierce you anymore. Because you know too much. You've seen too much. You are no longer the same person. You are a new creature. Through the renewing of your mind, you've become a new creature. And that's the power in our experiences. What we talked about, the journey. You got to learn how to embrace this thing. And you have to learn how to look for ways to get better. Look for ways to do the things that the average person is not doing. You got to go looking for that. Seek and you will find. What we are doing, many of us, we're waiting, hoping to avoid. We go throw a little bit at it, like throwing shit on the wall and hope it stick. And when it doesn't, we're mad. And all we can see is how long it's take. Like, how much more? Damn. 
You know, I did so-and-so for three months. Three months? You're talking about the rest of your life? You're talking about you want to be an example. You want to live your highest aspiration. And you tell me you only got three months to put in? That's, whoa. Wow. Wow. You going to have to show you what you're working with. You going to have to show you. You going to ask yourself, what does it mean to you? We see ourselves farting around. We see ourselves half-stepping. We see ourselves being losers, and this is why we feel so down and in a depressed state. This is why we feel that way, because that's not who you are. And your spirit is saying, no, no, greater, higher, more. That's why you don't feel good. There's something in you. That's being activated. Whether you can hang in there long enough for it to be, I don't know. Only you can decide that. I don't know what it's worth to you. That's why you need to establish what it, why it is that you do what you do. Why do you? Why does this mean something to you? Whatever it is that you're after, health, wellness, again, dreams, aspirations, whatever. I don't, you know. Why does it mean what it means to you? What would it mean to you if you don't? If you don't cross the finish line, what does that look like? Does it feel painful? Well, you better get, you better feel what that feels like and, and use that as the driver that I cannot go back to that. I cannot live like that. I cannot become, and you use real examples because we all got real examples of people that we don't want to look like and be like and end up like. I cannot end up like that. I will not. I refuse. That that real deep and dark line in the sand. This is where I draw the line. And I'm going to keep coming back. Even if, even if I've tried 10 times, I'm going to keep coming back. I'm going to keep coming back. I'm going to keep coming back. I'm going to keep coming back over and over again. I believe so much in myself and what it is that I'm after. And for those of you dealing with illnesses, there are lessons there are lessons some of us would not have got serious about our life unless our health went down and that's my story i thought i had i thought i was had gotten serious but it wasn't until my health took a turn for the worse that i had to go deeper than i've ever gone in my life and with that being the case how could it be wrong if I, if I had to dig and tap into something greater than I ever had and I became this person that I always envisioned I could be, how was it wrong? How could it be wrong? We out here saying things like, fuck cancer. Why? Why? What is the role that you played? If all things are aligned, if all things are connected, if this is the mind, body, spirit, could... Why, why are you saying F anything? F you and your ignorance and your stubbornness and the arrogance to believe that life just happens, that somebody just decided to pick you and make your life horrible. Instead of looking at this thing like I'm going to take what's before me. I don't care how I got here. All right, there are people who don't know their parents. All right, so what? People that have grown up in really bad situations, drug is in the mix, alcohol in the mix, uh, uh, rape, trauma, 
whatever the case may be, it don't matter. At some point, it cannot matter how you got here. If it's before you, it's yours for a reason. What can you get out of it? What can you draw out of it? Or better yet, what can it draw out of you? That is what's at play. And when you understand that you don't have to war, rage, you don't have to rage a war with what's happening to your experiences in life, to your circumstances in life, even people in your life. If you would turn your attention from that to yourself, how is this molding and shaping me? What is the intention for me? What can I gain from this? What can I learn from this? And if illness is before me, so it is. Maybe there's a deeper part of me that knows that there is no illness that I can be condemned to for life. There is no illness that I could be shackled to for life. And maybe this illness, whatever it may be, maybe just maybe is trying to awaken that beast in you that knows that to be true. Maybe you kind of some kind of a little bit itsy bitsy, you know, believe it a little bit. But maybe the illness itself, maybe why it's lingering for so long, maybe, maybe why it's so frustrating and you don't know why, maybe it's because it's teaching you that you need to reach out for help. Maybe, maybe it's trying to show you that sometimes there's more information that you need to be aware of. There's more knowledge available. Maybe there is some wisdom that you're not privy to at this moment how can it be wrong if it's moving you in the direction of better how if it sharpens you if it builds your confidence if it puts you in contact with another person who has information that can help transform your life and from that moment forth you not only transform your life but everybody's life around you how could it be wrong how could you be a victim you can't this is not how we roll. You cannot be no victim. I don't care what has happened. And that's what you got to figure out to be true. I am not a victim no matter what has happened to me. I can never be a victim. I'm all powerful. And I'll take what is offered and I'll use it in every way. In every way imaginable. And I'll allow life to beat up on me a little bit. Whatever it takes. I got to get knocked down if I got to get bloody if I got to be alone for a little bit if I got to go in isolation if I got to be misunderstood if my feelings got to be hurt if I got to cry if I got to feel like a loser if I got to look stupid to other people I'm willing I'm willing I'm willing I'm not only willing I sign up for it I say it's me when I say that I'm the one that's what I mean when I say that this is what I signed up for Part of me wants to say, no, I didn't. But at my core, at my soul level, I know it's true. It wouldn't be before me if it wasn't. Take control. Get in control. By any means necessary. Most important. If you're trying to find an entryway. If the routines with affirmations don't seem to be hitting. If you're doing little spiritual practices, okay, it's kind of, yeah, tap into that body. 
Use the body to help focus the mind. Clean the body up. Bring in good nutrition. Bring in good hydration. Get that electricity flowing so that you can start sparking things to start firing off like they're supposed to. And you will begin to connect with a part of yourself that you didn't even realize exist. I am a witness. It is not the obstacles that are before us that is the problem. They should not discourage you. They should excite you. That is before me. And when we say terms like I've been chosen, the I is the you. It's not, it, it's not like there's something that's choosing you, baby. I'm cho- I, I know I'm chosen because I chose me. It's before me. Nothing can be before me without my consent, whether I'm aware of that or not, whether I really understand how <sighs> things could be orchestrated in this manner. Totally unawarely, like I don't mm, figure it out and be okay when you can't figure it out. Not right now. You don't have to understand it all right now. It's like trying to eat. If you got 10 favorite foods, you don't, you don't want to eat them all right now. Like just start stuffing it all in. You don't have to understand it all right now. That's where that faith comes in. The faith says, I know what I'm after is after me. The faith says, I know what I desire to know and understand is going, is coming. That every day I move closer, even when it don't seem like it. The clarity every day. The frustration is moving me towards clarity. So it's got to be all good. Continue to let the sight of obstacles discourage you and you will continue to fail. Begin to shift your perspective. Begin to incorporate some discipline practices. <laughs> Life will begin to unfold. It will open up in ways that... And it's real subtle changes. It's the subtle changes. It's the subtle changes. It's the dropping. That one drop. You ever seen a, a dripping sink? Drop doesn't seem that significant until you close that hole. Close. Let that drainage get clogged. I don't care how slow that leak is. Eventually it's going to fill that sink. Can you hang in there long enough? To see what it is that you want. To get what it is that you're after. That's the question you got to ask yourself, good people. That's all I got for you. Until next time. Peace.